This is February 19th, 1986. Julie Strong and Martha Hartzog interviewing, interviewing Dr. Bede Eugene Connor at his home at 3111 East 13th Street in Austin. The topic is Black Enterprise on the 400 block of East 6th Street in Austin between 1890 and 1920. Well, uh, Anderson and East 6th Street? No. Uh, San Jacinto and uh, you know where, you know where the uh, theater is on, on, on San Jacinto going down the hill to 6th Street at the wrist? And it turned it into something else, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, anyhow, you had to come down the San Jacinto. Uh-huh. Going south? Going towards 6th Street. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Our, uh, my office was right on the corner of the alley at 607 uh-huh. San Jacinto. Right. It's now a, 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 a Greek cafe. Yes. I know re- that place. Renovate, well, that's uh-huh. where my office was. Uh-huh. My granddaughter and uh, with two granddaughters and uh, my uh, daughter were visiting me here. And I said, come on, let's go downtown and we'll show you how 60 has improved. That was known as 60. And uh, excuse me, I said, I can't smoke anymore, so I, I just... You just kind of chew, huh? Yeah, I just, <laughs> Paid twenty six dollars for no more. Cigar chore. <laughs> I like the one that made San Antonio. Uh huh. And I um, we I brought her back there, and it's the dining room. It, it, they haven't changed it, but very little. Uh-huh. My office reception room was there and then my private office, and then back further where they've got a kitchen or something mm-hmm. with the rest of my office. Mm-hmm. And the fellow is a, is a Greek, mm-hmm. and he was born in France. I introduced him to my daughters, and uh, uh, they had studied in France, and uh, uh, they got to talking French mm-hmm. there, speaking French. And we didn't get a word in it wise anymore. They had a wonderful time. Now, and you are you are doing this uh, uh, literary survey, uh, starting with the uh, Lashwa's drugstore. Mm-hmm. In that block between Trinity and Natchez, I believe it is. Uh huh. So, what I'm doing is I'm. I know who the businessmen and businesswomen were on that block. I've got a list here of about 90 names of people who were there over the 30-year period of time. Very few of these people were there. Perhaps no one was there for the entire 30-year period of time, but a good number of them were there a long time. Um, So I'm going to be asking you questions I'd like to know about yourself, first of all. Uh, Your history in Austin fact that you were a doctor and where you were educated and how you decided to become a doctor. I also want to know about your memories of, of Sixth Street at the earliest time that you can remember. And I'll be constantly asking you for dates. Uh, well, sure. I don't know about the dates, but 
I can tell you now, if you take it while it's on my mind. I came to Austin in 1937 okay. to take over the practice of Dr. C.H. Christian, okay. who died shortly before I got here. He had written me and asked me to come and uh, take over his practice because he was sick and he wanted to go to the farm. And uh, I uh, was practicing at that time in Cameron, Texas, uh -huh. and uh, had a very good practice but no money. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, pra uh, practice extended a radius of 25 miles for away. Uh This he died about the time cotton mm, picking and gathering he was to come off. So I had to wait until I collected my little money before I came over here. He died before I got here. And uh -huh. I came to his funeral. Yeah. And uh, was that in 1937? Mm, yes, yeah, somewhere in, uh, in yes, pretty close to oh, well, thirty-six, I guess, because I came to the funeral. Then I, but I told uh, I came to the funeral to tell them that I couldn't take, couldn't come over here because I had just built a home, just built a home in our. Uh, Camera, mm -hmm. beautiful place like this, large like this, and I had, had my money out. And I didn't have any money. Country doctor, especially black doctors, didn't have any money back then. Uh, I had mules and cows and wagons and things like that that oh, the people had given me train. on the hill. Yeah. Uh, so I. Mrs. Christian, after the funeral, while I went by to say, uh, say hello to her, begged me, please come. I will stick with you. It's a good field here. And if you come, you ought to do well. So I went back home and told my wife, and she didn't come out here. So I told her, she said, now, what you do, you and your wife and your daughter, Georgia, stay, I have a room upstairs. This is Mrs. Christian. Mrs. Christian. Uh -huh. Give me this break. Uh -huh. And then I know you don't have the money. And uh, if you come, I'll help you. Mm -hmm. So I so went back home, Miss Connor said, all right, you, I'll, whatever you decide. So Ms. So Connor I decided to come with you? No. no. I left them in, in Cameron, but I knew I had plenty of food, didn't have any money, uh -huh. but I had plenty of food and everybody knew them, and the house was just finished, practically new. So I left them enough money to manipulate on until I got settled here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I came up and uh, stayed here about 30 days. And then I went uh, back, got Mr. 
he was the only Negro trans country freeman at that see uh, he and another he and a white fellow had 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 the biggest uh, hauling. Mm-hmm. It's not like Trailway now, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were little, little, little folks, uh, and and uh, and. Uh, they were in Cameron. No, here. Here. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he, his 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 son was a white the assistant dean at Houston Tillerson College. Mm-hmm. He specialized in some work, but anyway. He brought he all my things up here for me, <laughs> and he has some cold quilts. I used to make quilts and have lay over the front. Of Is she here? Yeah. All right. Okay. Come in now and don't fall. Yeah. How you doing? How are you? Martha Hartzog. Martha, come on. You two women got me here. I'm helping Just, out. Yeah. Her out. Now, you got enough room there? Plenty of room. All right, now here's your little thing if you want to see. Oh, good. Are you a little? Put out Table. Yeah. Thank you. Is that enough room in here for you? That's fine. All right, I'm going to make this rib short now. Or, uh, uh, we finally, he brought me over here and he had my little furniture <laughs> covered with these old quilts. <laughs> the furniture was bad as the quilt. They unloaded this stuff out at Miss Christian's house. Uh-huh. Now, Miss Christian's home is where, you know where Deloshua's home is here? Yes. The one that turned it over to Parenthood? Yes. Well, right across the street is the Atlanta Life Insurance Company. Uh-huh. That was the Christian home. Oh, Yeah. Then I had the, the, the room upstairs in the, what we call a loft. And uh, the first call I had when I got here was on a Sunday night. Dr. Yearwood had a patient by the name of Ms. Sampson. And she lived out in, what's that, Wheatfield, where the the Negro neighborhood and the whites are kicking in and they built yeah, out, of the University? Yeah, out yes. 12th Street. You go out 12th Street, East 12th. That's not Wheatsville. That's Masonton? Yeah, this side of Wheatsville. And that may be called... Oh, Clarksville. Clarksville. Yeah. Well, anyway, they got a historic school mark That's out right. there. Anyhow, I didn't know anything about Austin. He told me how to go and I find it found this place. Well, at that time, you had to cross a creek. Mm-hmm. As a creek runs through that, through there, and uh, it's full of rocks and everything. Finally, I found a house and uh, saw Miss Sampson, and they were very, the husband and the family were very nice, and they seemingly were pleased with the services I rendered. She seemed to get better, and uh, I left. I'm my way back to town. So she, I don't know what, what they, they paid. They paid me a little bit. They, they paid me for the call. I think it was about three or four dollars mm-hmm. for the call. 
and Dr. Yearwood, uh, Dr. Yearwood is, was the father of Dr. Connie Yearwood, right. who was worked in the health department here for years. Mm -hmm. Yes, I spoke yeah. with Dr. Yearwood, and she yeah. told me about you. Yeah, and she was, we were formerly married. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that brings us up to that date. Mm -hmm. What else you want to know? Okay, so what Dr. Connors just told me, Martha, is that he came to Austin in 1937 from Cameron, Texas, where, as he says, he was a country doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he had a lot of patients, but no money. Yeah, had plenty to eat. Okay, well, one of the things I would like to do is ask you about some of the early doctors whom I know were here, and maybe your tenure here in Austin overlapped with some of these people who were on my block. I'd like to know what you know about them. I'd also like to ask you some questions about how the medical, the medical profession among blacks worked around the fact that segregation was in, in effect and that hospitals were not Black doctors didn't I was have in privileges. the middle of it. You were in the middle of it, okay. Like Doctor, uh, I located, as I told you, on Sandy Center Street. I met some of the finest men in. I yes, darling. In the city, yeah. I'll, go, I'll get up and do it. Sorry. I'm located at 607 Sandy Center Street. Okay. Country, the doctors here made calls at that time. Oh, so you didn't have patients coming into your office? I said they made, we made calls and, the, and patients came to my office. Mm -hmm. but they don't make calls now. Right. So you go to the office. I had the privilege of knowing some of the finest men in the field of medicine, both black and white. Among the whites was Dr. Z.T. Scott, father of uh, actor Zachary Scott. Would Dr. Scott treat black patients? Yes. I'm getting to that now. Uh -huh. We didn't have it. We had fine uh, relationship. Uh, I, doctor, I assisted Dr. Uh, Z.T. Scott in surgical cases of mine. At the hospital? No. Uh, this came later. Uh -huh. uh, Dr. Happy Scott was related to Dr. Z.T. Scott. Uh -huh. He was also a surgeon. How is it that Dr. Happy Scott and Dr. Z.T. Scott happened to treat black patients? Was that common? Well, let me, I'm, we're going to get to the black and white business. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 I didn't. Uh, now, you, you understand now we got that much. Uh-huh. They were in surgery. Okay. Uh, The big problem was, we, I'm fresh out of 
medical school and out of a residency in a, in a, an accredited hospital. I come to Austin as supposed to be a, a city, and I can't take my patients to the only city hospital in town, Breckenridge, and admit them and treat them. That was the basis for it. I could bring them there and leave them, and they would assign white doctor to take care of them. Okay. All right, now, so Dr. Z.T. Uh, uh, Scott <coughs> and I got, uh, I, I met him and he was impressed with me and I was impressed with him. Mm -hmm. So I took, took the matter up with him and he stuck his neck out to help me. Uh, first of all, we wanted to get in, to get to the, to the staff. We wanted to become members of the Breckenridge Hospital staff, sure. where we could see cases, hear the reports on cases, and con make contact with the busy leading doctors of that hospital. We were denied that privilege. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the reasons why. Number one, you can't be a member of the staff of any hospital unless you're a member of the County Medical Society. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can't be a member of the County, you can't be a member of the American Medical Society unless you're a member of the County Medical Society. Mm -hmm. See? So, you, you, the, the, the County Medical Society, number one, permits me to be a member of the, of the uh, staff at the city hospital mm -hmm. or any hospital. All right. But I couldn't, I wasn't a member of the Medical Society. So, you see, I got to start off and try to open the door in the medical society, see? Mm -hmm. Got that? Yes. All right. Now, there's always a nice thing to have some friends. I discussed this matter with Dr. Z.T. Scott. And we went on, and I said, now, Doctor, you, 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 making a, you all are making a mistake. I said, what's the matter, Doctor? He said, now, I was trained in a modern up-to-date hospital in Kansas City, Kansas City General Number One. Mm -hmm. It was associated with Kansas City General Number Two, right across the street. It was a state, uh, a city-operated hospital. That was where you served your internship. Yeah, internship. Mm -hmm. All right. He said, uh, "I said now, I'm over here practicing among my people, trying to elevate them." And then field of health, try to take care of their illnesses, and I can't continue to give them the very best of uh, medical uh, 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 
medical service very long because in a two, I've been out of, out of medical school so many years. I've been out of the hospital so many years, but I have no contact here in Austin, you see? So this effectively would cut you out of your peers' contact with your that, peers. That's right. It was, I wouldn't care so much about the peers as I was. What result I was going to get, my patients mm -hmm. were going to get mm -hmm. from me. You out of school three years, you either lost or you won. You lost your, 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 tentative uh, 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 contact with the professors, see, unless you get away to, to medical school, medical convention, or <coughs> whatever, see. Oh, I said, now, your, 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 and, 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 and we have to look after the health problem of the black, of the Negroes, mm -hmm. we would call, we call them Negroes. Call them black now. <laughs> As a, now, if if we're going to be out of school and no contacts except the contact we have among ourselves, how modern can we be? You without see, access to those hospitals. Without access to not only the hospital but the the medical staff. See, uh -huh. the the, the medical society. So he said, that's all right, doctor, we'll look after that. He went to work. Mm -hmm. and the first thing I knew, we got a notice from the, uh, the, 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 the staff at, uh, at, uh, at uh, Breckenridge that we were permitted to attend, ah. see, attend the staff meetings of Breckenridge Hospital. Okay, when huh? did this occur, Dr. Connor? Oh, About the year. I mean, I can't tell you that. Late it's, 1930s, early 40s? Oh, uh, no, it, it, late 30s. Okay. Late 30s. Mm -hmm. Now, that worked nicely. Then I went to see him again. I said, well, doctor, <laughs> we, you see, you got to ease, ease in there. Ease it. You break the ice gently. Whereas when you try to thaw it, you can't do it all at once. The doctor, now, we are listening to the uh, lectures and the things and the possibilities of uh, uh, the contact with the doctors. What's the chance of uh, getting into the medical society? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you see, if you made friends, I had a good friend, a doctor, uh, I had made contact with some very fine men here. Uh, 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 he, uh, he retired from uh, medicine, he was in, in tuberculosis. Uh, that was his specialty, tuberculosis, chest disease. And, uh, uh... Who was this man? I'm trying, I'm trying to think of it now. Uh, 
he's retired now. But in, anyway, I'll get, I'll, I'll remember. So I had Dr. Blaustone, B-L-A-U-S-T-O-N-E, Dr. Happy Scott, Dr. Z.T. Scott, And uh, lost on was white. Yeah, all of these white. Mm -hmm. uh, this gentleman, can you reach that book right there, darling? Right there, next to the guy. Which one is? The one next to it, right, right there. This no, one? yeah. Mm -hmm. Peavy committed suicide, killed himself. He fine old scout. Mm -hmm. He go to town bad for me. He was a big shot at at, at, at Breckenridge Hospital. He was in surgery. Mm -hmm. uh, he would treat black patients too. Oh, he they made their money off of black patients. Until we came in here to we cut some of that out. Yeah. See, they they were running. They they, they had they had the day. Uh, Dr. Z T Scott didn't. Uh, Z T Scott didn't. He would operate on them, but he wasn't looking for a practice of it. Yeah, but Doctor, they cut them out yeah. so they could control the Dr. income. Dr. Dryden controlled the black practice over here. Doctor Dryden. Doctor Dryden. 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 I remember. He's he my best cancer. friend. And he said, Doc, you're killing me. He said, what's the matter? You're my biggest competitor. competitor. Uh -huh. He said, now what he had is a black nurse that knew all the people, and we'd operate on them or anything like that. Then uh, if any of them died, he and the nurse would go to the funeral, see? To the patient's funeral. So you know, all the all the survivors would see them. Yeah, right? yeah. But I beat he Dr. Dryden, Doctor, and I was talker. Dryden couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. I made all the churches. Mm -hmm. I built all the clubs. I knew all the riff raps and the high class and the muck to muck, and we fought each other, and and, and it built very nicely. You and Doctor Dryden. Yeah, we're mm -hmm. good friends. And he, I, we were eating the other day in the, in, at, at, at one of the cafeterias. Uh, we, we talked, stopped eating, kind of, hey, Dr. Cullen. And we, we chat. But anyway, uh, that's the way that thing. Well, now, how did the black doctors who lived and worked in like the teens and 20s, 
you must have known some of them when you got here. They were still practicing. Dr. Gibbons and Dr. How, Dr. How, what? how did they keep their practices going? What did they have to do? They worked, but they had their practice. Mm -hmm. We had a certain, yeah. uh, we, we didn't have trouble about the practice. But there was something, let me tell you one, and I guess I'm among the whites too. There was certain, wait a minute, blacks or Negroes that I couldn't go in to see. Why not? I wasn't big enough. I was too little. I just came to town. I had no reputation. Mm -hmm. Dr. Yearwood had been here for years, Dr. Gibbon, and uh, 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 all right. They had them, and that not only did they have them, they 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 didn't only have them, but they didn't have them sometimes. See, yeah. they, they, they 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 now they another guy, male clerks, teachers, preachers, all that bunch wouldn't go to black doctors. He doesn't know enough. Oh, really? Now, he didn't say it, but I told him. So the educated blacks you're talking I, about? I, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The educated blacks. They wanted my pastor, mm -hmm. my principal, and all of them, but that's all right, I fixed it. So that's one reason why the white doctors were doing so well they, off they, the they black were, they, 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 they would go there, and, uh, and I was getting $3.00 and two dollars, not more than five, and they <coughs> got five up to ten. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. about as much as he was able to pay. Mm -hmm. And they got swing. If he got hurt on the job, white doctor was in on the insurance. Oh. The, the, the insurance board, mm -hmm. accident board. Mm -hmm. He got that patient. The uh, one of my good friends was a doctor at uh, 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 at uh, not only that doc that place, but he was. They had different places that they w w were the doctors for. Uh, night uh, night hall. A good friend of mine, Doctor Tadaro, mm -hmm. was the, the the doctor down at night one of the night hall. A certain business. So if you get hurt mm -hmm. or anything. You go to the company doctor, Dr. Tadaro, see? Uh -huh. uh, Dr. Smith, the doc and a lot of the doctors got these positions. Mm -hmm. Now, they get, now there was a long time before Negroes ever worked at BDNO. It was not until old man uh, uh, Brian Bethan oh. off from school. Oh, yeah, the black uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and the black one that mm -hmm. right after. Uh, 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 the principal who had been there for years died, and they got another younger man uh, who became principal of that uh, BDNO. Mm -hmm. And uh, he put me and Dr. Sidney White, Dennis on, and uh, Negro nurse that in charge, mm -hmm. and I stayed there for 12, 15 years. So it's very important for a doctor, be he black or white, 
to get that foot into the door of a business or an institution because that amplified your access to potential clients. Yeah, it gave right? you a steady client base. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, well now you see the advantage the advantage that the company doctor had. Now you take old man now, uh, he's dead now, but anyhow, he was surgeon for railroads, uh -huh. companies and things of that sort, and he had that, he, he didn't have to worry about any Big private practice. Right, is it your impression that that sort of network existed before you came to Oh office? yeah, oh, all the way yeah. back to 1900? Yeah, it still exists, it still exists. Uh -huh. And we have to be able to break into it. See, well, I never did get into the uh, uh, industrial medicine. Mm -hmm. See, because I was so busy with my private business. I had the school, mm -hmm. had the school, and I had my private, private. medicine. Uh -huh. and so I was getting along pretty good, but not making any money. See, they because were, you were still too new in town. No, 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 no. You just weren't in the mainstream. You got to get it. I'm dealing with a bunch of poor black folks over here. You got, got to get those rich clients. Now you you got to get a, a, a cross section Negroes from all the teachers about the highest paid. Yeah. And the preacher. Well, he got some money, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, among our people, we just didn't have any money mm -hmm. until the wall broke out. Mm -hmm. When the wall broke out, everybody was making. And patent leather shoes, and mm -hmm. these hot saffron mark suits, you know. He, he, when he worked for the government, he's making money, which he never made before. Mm -hmm. the, the the patients I used to have were cooks that lived in, and they were doing fine. Lived in the garage, up over the garage, where of some of the rich families. Mm -hmm. See, Austin... But they could only pay you a dollar or two dollars. Well, yeah, dollars. well, they, they didn't have much to pay. Austin was always... Were you born already? No. Austin was made up, when I came here, and even before, of about six rich families. Mm -hmm. They controlled Austin. Mm -hmm. And it was not until Mr. Miller, when Miller was made mayor, that also made a little progress, and after it, and it did not move toward, toward diversifying the control. Mm -hmm. you know, he made a good deal. Mm -hmm. he, 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 they kept him back. Mm -hmm. He had money, but he has political power. But the thing that made Austin started Austin off was the man that owned the Lincoln. Lincoln Automobile Company. Was uh, it, uh, Mayor it? Butler. Not no. Butler. Butler. He's the one. That, oh, he owned Roy the, Butler. Roy Butler. Roy Butler. Yeah. yeah. He owned the, 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 the brewing company. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And he, he was big man, and he reached out and got one of our black boys and put him on, got him on the council, for which he didn't do a doggone thing. He could have at least helped us. Who was that? Uh, whatever his name is. Snell. No, 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 not, not Snell. The first, the oh, first oh, oh, the one who was with IBM or something? The one who yeah, was real, yeah, yeah. real good looking? And well, I don't know how good looking he was, but well, he's, but I mean, he's made large me and he sick. Was, 
Uh, you know, yeah, I couldn't stand it. But yeah, anyway, this was in the 1940s? Uh, no, this was in the 60s. That's doing Butler. This was doing, yeah. during the 60s. And Mr. Butler yeah, was, I remember was, he, yeah. he was the first, that's right. Yeah, that's right. he was the first. Now, he, 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 you understand, now, you know, being on the council or anything like that, you don't have it all. Mm -hmm. But you can be diplomatic enough to outwork with you for what you do. You work with me for what I sure. Now, that's the way Snell has done. Yeah. Snell is smooth. And he's, he's in a hot spot over there in there with the county, but he's really doing the job. You ought to go out there and look at that plant where they, where they uh, truck, where the trucks are. Mm -hmm. hmm. The office, clean, mm -hmm. intelligent mm -hmm. people that are working on the staff, and the guy that drives the truck got a pair uniform on that's been washed and pressed. Mm -hmm. well, now, in terms of the network with the for instance, with the older doctors when you arrived, uh, did, were they helpful to the young man coming in on the scene? They were helpful to me because I knew how to uh, approach them and deal with them. And I told them what our problem was. Mm -hmm. The first thing to do was to open up Brackenridge Hospital. And in order to do that, we'd have to get in the County Medical Society. Were you the first one to have this idea to open yeah, up Bracken Ridge Hospital? I was the one that started it, started the fight. Well, how did the Gibbons and Yearwood and, and those people, how did they become successful? Well, it, it, uh, uh, you mean the old man or the daughter? The, the old man. The old man, well they just came in and the, just like I was down in the country. I was the only Negro doctor down there. And of course, I had sense enough to work with the white doctors that, who were already there in power. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they, a lot of them didn't want to treat the blacks, see, except in, in the, on an uh, occasion. A lot of the white doctors whom you were working Down with in, in the, the country. country mm -hmm. You see, and uh, finally, you, you, got to, you got to give something to get something. My daddy used to say, you've got to go along to get along. That's right. And I, I went down there, not trying to get into this. I went down there, darling, and started a health program, American Benevolent Health Society. Where did you start this? At Cameron, Texas. Oh. Mm -hmm. See, now they had just started a hospitalization insurance company here in Austin. It was a young, it was young, it hadn't... Was it for blacks or for everybody? White, it uh -huh. was white, see. It was for everybody, but the white started it. <coughs> see, the hospitalization insurance. Now, I didn't have any money, the people didn't have any money, but we started what is known as the American Benevolent Health Society. Mm -hmm. I took my secretary, trained her as a nurse. Simple things about nursing. Now, you, you, you were in medical school, so in the early 30s or the mid 30s. Now, how did your teachers prepare you 
as somebody who's going to be a black doctor, did they prepare you at all for sort of the realities of what your practice would be like? They didn't prepare as a, as we, 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 for, for black doctor. They prepared us. Harry is one of the best schools uh, for a young man to go through medical school. We didn't have all the fancy equipment. Mm -hmm. We didn't have the fancy professors and research. We knew bedside manner. Mm -hmm. We knew how to contact patients. We were dedicated to try to find out what was wrong with mm -hmm. the patient. And uh, if we didn't know, we were taught to see, seek information from somebody else. And if he didn't, if he couldn't get it from him, get it somewhere, read, keep up, and that, that's where we... That's good advice see, for anything. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what we did. Now, we, we, we had a reputation of having the best bedside <coughs> manner for general practitioners. We knew how to go in and get into the mind and heart of the patient. And we were dedicated to it. And some of the things I find today, they, they for Dr. So-and-so, he's a specialist in the foot or the eye or the nose or the mm -hmm. gut. And he just walks in. And yeah. I have one of my friends treat me. And he sit up on the table with the doctor. I'm a blood pressure. She had to put the stethoscope up on him. Hell, don't put that thing on my shirt. You can't hear my heart. <laughs> he just died laughing. He said, all right now. Well, why did you decide you wanted to be a doctor? Well, I've always wanted to be a doctor. From my, uh, my uncle was a doctor in, in Waco, Dr. G.S. Connor. A good one, a well-trained, well-educated man. He went to a medical school? Yeah, he went to Flint. Flint? Flint Medical School. We didn't have but two schools for Negroes to go to. What were they? Dr. That was uh, uh, Meharry Medical College and Howard University, mm -hmm. and also Flint College at, at Flint University of Flint College. They call it university. Well, had a medical department that's down in New Orleans. New Orleans. So did you did you grow up in Waco or did you grow up in Waco? No, Denver? no. I, I'm a, I came from the country out from uh, uh, Texarkana oh. and born in a cabin, log cabin out there. And uh, as a little, my father was a farmer and a country school teacher. My mother was a country school teacher. And he had so many children. And Mama had so many children by the first husband. Their husband and wife died, mm -hmm. and they left 17 little oh, ugly brats there. <laughs> for, for my, my Mama met, they met in uh, Hope Office so mm -hmm. at a convention. You know, you had associations and all. So they met and coded and got married. Mm -hmm. Papa needed to get married all them children. <laughs> and Mama was saying, my mother. Took was mother for both of these seven children. 
and my half brother that died not long ago was a babe in arms when mama took me and he couldn't say Miss Queen, her name was Queen Fowler Connor. And he couldn't say Miss Queen, he said Miss G. <laughs> and you will see all those kids, brown, yellow, and everywhere, they all together. You wouldn't know that they weren't the same children, except you called them by their name. Mm -hmm. And that's my theory about this race business. We had 17 of them. Every doggone one of those kids had a different attitude, a different outlook, mm -hmm. a different color. Their hair was different. My sister that, 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 that died not long ago, she was brighter than you are mm -hmm. and has traveled all over the United States. But then they had some blacker than that thing. Mm -hmm. Well. But every one of them were Connors. Mm -hmm. And every one of them came under the same rule and regulation of that family if they stayed there. Did they all get education? And they got education if they wanted it. Mm -hmm. Every one of them got it except one. Mm -hmm. Douglas, that baby boy that mama really. But he was a mechanic, a genius. He could tear a car to pieces, put it back together, and couldn't write his own name. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, there are people, everybody's. And you couldn't beat him. You couldn't beat him out of any, anything. Come on, I'm rambling Would you now. go to see your, your uncle in Waco and that's where you decided you'd be a doctor? No, I went to see my uncle. But where I got an impression to be a doctor was Dr. G.U. had a liver stable and he was stiff because he had chronic arthritis and uh, associated with rheumatism and uh, uh, he was a great hunter sportsman he drove he rode two kind of horses he had a bay mare and a gray and he was Irish, a distinguished gentleman. But he ran this liver stable and he never married. And he had his room at, down at the stable about twice the size of this. And I was his boy. He called me Beat. He never said Beatty. Beatty, Eugene Connor is my name. He called me Beat. And my mother prepared his food for it. 
he liked to go hunting and he'd come back with squirrels and rabbits and things of that sort. And he'd call down there and say, tell Beat to come down here. All right, I'd go down there and he would, uh, I said, uh oh, I know I'm going to eat tonight. <laughs> he and Mama would prepare the food and I'd take it down. A great big old tray full of food. He'd eat two, three pieces of it. Beat take this home and eat it. See, yes, sir. <laughs> and now, uh, every year he gets sick. And uh, it's just near Christmas time. It looked like he would go hunting and get exposed to something. Yeah. And they get near Christmas. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and no man wants him. He'd, be, he'd have it so bad. The doctor would give him all this medicine and stuff and wasn't doing any good at it, but still hurt And he'd make me stay there with him. I slept on the floor right by his bedside, and I'd go home and make up some medicine of my own. Plastic, mm -hmm. put it on his knee, and Mama would help me with it. And he, and he got better, you know. He stuck with me through thick and thin. Anything I wanted, he never forgot me. Did he help you go to medical school? He said, B, I'm going to college now. I finished high school. I'm going to Bishop College. I wasn't ready to go there. See, uh, I'm going, uh, wasn't ready at all because I didn't have the background. They don't talk about Negro, appreciating Negro history. It, it's worth a million. You don't know where we come from. You had, we've had a time. I went to a one-horse school that didn't have a principal that had only finished high school. And we only went to the seventh grade. <coughs> and, I'm, and, and, and I graduated from there. I'm going to Bishop College, and Bishop College was just a little uh, uh, second-rate college, but it was good. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a hood. But they had wonderful teachers there, and uh, I, I wasn't qualified then. Here I am trying to study and read Caesar when I haven't had first-year Latin. Mm -hmm. Here I'm trying to uh, fool with Caesar and and, 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 and Latin when I don't have a good foundation in English, mm -hmm. you see? Did this Mr. Marshall help you any in college? Mr. Marshall helped me every way, financially and spiritually, and always let me know the door's going to be open for you. Was he white or going, black? He was white Irishman, mm -hmm. a wonderful. And he, when I'd get disgusted, I remember one night, I was playing, we were playing music out at the uh, Spring Lake Park. And some of the guys didn't like Gordon Harrison, our pianist, and dressed up like Hugh Club Clan. And uh, broke up the dance and took uh, Mark, uh, the pianist out of Gordon and whipped him just to keep him heat. See, whites were crazy about him. He would hang around the drugstore and play the piano, and the rich white women and men were crazy about him. He played at the clubs and everything. And some of them, some of them didn't like it. Mm -hmm. They said, we'll teach you a lesson. And they 
it scared it scared the devil out of me and I ran off and left my drum and it was five miles from my home to the park where the, 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 the park where, where we were playing and uh, I was a kid in, 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 in <coughs> but anyhow it goes to show you this man stuck with me and stuck with all of our people because mm -hmm. he had to do it quietly Oh, you yes. couldn't pretend to be of interest to any of us and because it was just against mm -hmm. the rules Sorry. and regulations. But uh, when things were bad, he always encouraged me. Dr. Connor, I want to ask you some questions yes. about some of these people, uh, some of these early doctors, see if you knew any of them. You ever heard of O.B. Neal in Austin? J.F. McKinley? I know of him. What do you know about him? I don't know. He was here in Austin? I don't know. Well, the one, if, 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 was he in Austin? I think he was. John F. McKinley. Well, I, here's a list of all the doctors here. This would have been see, in what decade? This, this would have been in the 1890s, early Oh, 1990s. no. no. Okay, see, I'm going to go way back. Can you tell us what our, air, what our years were? 1890 to 1920 no, no. is what we're looking at. How about John H. Stevens? No, no. You don't know John Stevens? John Stevens, that was uh, the black doctor? Yes. Yes, I know him. I didn't know him, but I know of him. Uh -huh. He had a son that lived uh, his name was James? I think so. Mm -hmm. But you think he might be alive? I don't know. What do, what do you know about Dr. Stevens? Nothing. Anything? Because he was dead before I came. Mm -hmm. uh, what about James D. Davis? You ever heard of him? Dr. Davis? No, he was before my day. E.W.D. Abner? Abner was a prominent uh, physician here. He was connected with American Woodman. Uh -huh. he's, a, he's a big, large man. Where was he from? Do you know? No, I don't. But he was a... Uh, uh, <coughs> church worker. Community worker. What church? I think he belonged to... Let me get this thing straight. I don't know. I think it was my church, Ebenezer Baptist Church, back then in the day. I think he belonged to Ebenezer. Mm -hmm. You don't know where he was from, or uh, you know his no. wife's name? Hmm? Wife's name? No. Children? See, they've been dead before I came. Uh -huh. awesome. What about Thomas Webster? Dr. Webster? Uh, he's from Waco, wasn't he? Well, he returned. I know that he went to Waco after he left Austin, but that's all I know oh, about. Oh, well, I knew him. He's a very brilliant, he's a little short fellow, bow-legged, uh, uh, very good doctor, and he practiced medicine in Waco uh, during my day there. He was on, 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 on the square. Uh, Do you know anything about his education or where he was he from? Is. No, I don't know where he's from, but I think he's from Harry. Uh-huh. I'm in medical school. Right. 
most of those fellows were from Meharry or Flint. Uh-huh. One or two. Do you remember a wife's name? Our children? Of, 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 of Webster? West, no. Do you, do you ever remember that he might have run a drugstore in Waco? He didn't run a drugstore. Uh, Dr. Delashwa? Uh, no, not, not Delashwa was in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one you talked about, Webster was in Waco. Right. He, he had his office up over the uh, drugstore there, a Mecca drugstore. Over Mecca Drugstore. Yeah, it was. It's, it, well, it was near near Mecca Drugstore. on Bridge Street. I think it might be. Yeah, I think it was on Bridge or right down the street from Mecca. But as far as you know, he had no association with that drugstore. He just happened to be located above the drugstore. Well, he's located either above it or near it. Yeah. But he sent his prescriptions there. Yeah, but he didn't have a uh, no all, o- ownership, ownership or anything. No, not uh-huh. that I know of. Now, uh... you know when he died? No, I don't. Do you know if he died in Waco? He died in Waco. Uh, his, uh, his son worked for my brother-in-law, Dr. Clemens. We call him Dr. Do you know... Pharmacist. Uh, uh, Webster was uh, a soda jerker there for uh, pharmacist Clemens. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Where, in Waco? In Waco. During his father's lifetime and after his death. Do you know if he's still alive? I don't know. What was his son's name? I, I don't know that either. I don't uh-huh. remember. Does the name Hortense name? ring a bell? Hortense? Hortense who? Webster. No, is that his daughter or wife? Supposed to be. Daughter. Daughter? Mm-hmm. Uh, not, uh, he had, I think he had a, a girl and a boy. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, your impression is that he was a general practitioner, right? Who? His Webster. father? Uh-huh. Dr. Webster. Yeah, uh-huh. good short guy. Good man. Uh-huh. Good bull-legged, brown skin. Yeah. You see, uh, he had been there a long time before I came. Uh-huh. I came there in 30, To Waco? Yeah. He had been in Waco before you yeah, got there? Yeah, oh, yeah. He and my uncle, Dr. G.S. Connor, were uh, old professional buddies for years. They were there in the early so He moved away from Austin pretty soon then, pretty early. Huh? Dr. Webster moved away from Austin oh, yeah. pretty early. What about W.H. Crawford? You ever heard of him? Dr. Crawford was a member of Ebenezer Baptist Church, a great civic worker, a good doctor, and a full-fledged Baptist, so they tell me. Uh-huh. I never even know him. <laughs> what made a full-fledged Baptist? <laughs> yeah, baby. He went all out for, for, for Baptist. Uh-huh. And he was very greatly, he. I think he was the superintendent of the Sunday school yeah, of Ebenezer Baptist Church under the leadership of uh, Reverend uh, 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 Campbell. Uh-huh, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, that's the dude. 
Uh, do you know if there are any descendants around of Dr. Crawford's? I don't know. Do you know if he had children? I don't know. He died pretty young, didn't he? No. According to what uh, this history, he was a little short, fat fellow. What? Uh, and uh, he, I know he must have been. If he's over there with Mr. Campbell, he must have been in his 40s or 50s or something like that. What history did you just refer to? Is there a history of doctors that you know of? No. I, I, there is a history of doctors. Which, of what, all doctors? Austin doctors? Uh -huh. all, all doctors. Uh, just Austin? Oh, Austin. Uh -huh. Oh. Are all doctors. If Austin mine, doctors are in. As far as I'm, uh, I, uh, we didn't, we didn't have, we don't, we, we, we have one of the Lone Star State Medical Society. I thought I have a book here. That 1958 publication? Yeah, but Dr. Crawford's not in that. He's not in mm -hmm. there. It's a real spotty publication, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Well, that is done out of, uh, young man out of Lubbock. Out of Lubbock. His yeah, name was? Yeah. I know. We were schoolmates. Can't remember his name. He ran a hospital yeah. out of Lubbock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need but old pictures and we need, we need old photographs from that period, from the, you know, 90s to the 20s or late 20s. <laughs> I know it. We're, we're hurting. We're hurting. You hurt. You sure hurt. No. Where would they be if who would have them? Did Miss, uh, Mrs. Yearwood, did she have any? Mrs. Yearwood gave all of her materials, and she said she had plenty of materials from her father, who was secretary of the no. Lone Star Medical Association. Uh, yeah, she gave. For 20 years, and she gave all those materials to that Lubbock doctor, who has them in his ba basement, and he, she can't get them back from him. Well, we're going to have to go up there then. Well, uh, well, it's it's all well, medical now, society related, but what we don't know is how much about our doctors. Oh, I mean, I suspect a lot of our doctors were a member. That was the only black medical association <coughs> in Texas. It's I have to be pictures. Uh, uh, if she got all that, she, she, his his son will be glad, I believe, to cooperate with you. Well, he, it's the son she's talked to several yeah. times, and he he says I can put my hands on him immediately, but he never does. And he well, says they're in the basement. The only way to do is to go up there. Yeah, we just have to go up yeah, there. Yeah, go up there. And, and, and that's, that's on, because that material is it's precious. It really is. And, uh, and, and, but a person is busy, he's got to put someplace in the, and you don't know, he doesn't know where it is. See, Dr. Yearwood Sr. was the secretary of that organization yeah. from 1922 until his death in 1940. Yeah. He kept, he was the archives resource. Yeah. He kept all, whatever materials exist. They were his. He gave them to Dr. Yearwood Jr., his daughter. Yeah. She loaned them to this man. Yeah, I know. That's sure. the only. Oh, I mean, I've been good. 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 Uh, we were schoolmates. Uh, good. Good. I know who you're talking. Yeah. Um, his boy will help you. He's. He's. They're nice people. Yeah. I've, I've got his name. Call him. Uh, he, he. He. He will be glad to cooperate with you. Call him and tell him when you're coming, and uh, he'll 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 help you. Okay. Do you happen to know the wife of a Seguin doctor? The Seguin doctor is now deceased. Doctor, uh, yeah, she's a big fat yellow yellow woman. Yellow woman. <laughs> yes. She apparently she's an ex school teacher. She has a lot of material. Yes, she does. Do you think she would be helpful? 
Yeah. If I could get reach her, I've tried and tried. She has a daughter in San Antonio, and I can't reach her. Yeah. It's the game. I can't. I can't call her name right now, but I have uh, it written down. Friday. That's right, Doctor Clarence Friday was his yeah. name. Yeah, well, that's the only, those two sources, well, Chapman and Lubbock, Chapman, Chapman and, and, and Lubbock, and Mrs. Fry. I would, I would, uh, I would, I would, I would contact those two because they've got all the material. Okay. You see, he, it, uh, Friday was secretary, and Dr. Yearwood Senior was secretary. And, uh, they, and and they Friday was secretary was after too. Yeah, mm -hmm. So we've got about 40 years there from about yeah. 1920 to 1960. I, I would contact them because they, they, they have the material. Uh, let me ask you another question. I've had the devil of a time. I bet I've called 12 long-distance calls to Meharry College trying to uh, reach someone who can tell me if the doctors on my list went to Meharry and I can't catch this one woman and she won't return my calls and, and I can't reach her. Do you I know of anybody? How long has it been since I called yeah, her? One day. Night, huh? One day. I've been trying to get her for two weeks. Well, let me tell you. Do you know somebody whom I can call me, and ask about early students? They have what is known as uh, the as uh, archives That's chairman. Right. What's that person's name? All right, wait a minute. Uh, he interviewed me for an hour. Mm -hmm. I was up there this summer looking up some material for my book and uh, he is my buddy we work like everything oh this is the dr. Weber I've heard about yeah. he founded Holy Cross yes, that's right. did you help him do that I didn't help him found it but uh, he wanted he, he was there with the nails and hammer that and was the first I, black hospital here wasn't it yeah and we, uh, I worked with him. I was the first doctor that had, to, I think I had the first patient in there. First death, first delivery, and first surgery. Let's see. Uh, Let me go on and ask you more questions about other doctors and we'll come back to this name of this archives chairman at Meharry. We need uh, to get that name from you. Dr. Connor, because I'm really just blasted out trying to find this woman. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll run it down for Okay. Um, what about Sarah Shelton? Do you know anything about the dentist, Sarah Shelton, in Austin? No, I don't. That was before my day. <coughs> B.F. Barlow, a dentist? That name sounds familiar, but that is before my day. Yeah, it was a long time before your day. He was here just a little while. Uh, what about druggist J.J. Stevens? I mean, he must be related to this Dr. Stevens, isn't he? I'm sorry. I always get this confused. It's J.J. Jennings. Jennings? Yes, sir. Yes, uh, well, he was, he was, uh, way back then, back in that time. You that don't know anything about him? Do you, is it your impression that Jennings 
some had something to do with Delashwa's upbringing? <clears throat> I don't know whether he was older or what. Mm -hmm. Did he, is Jennings the one he, he had the drugstore? He had the drugstore in the same location as Delashwa. And a couple of people have told us that they think there was a link there, either by marriage or Jennings raised Delashwa. I know who Delashwa's father was, and it was not, I mean, his name was Lashwa, T.C. Lashwa. He was a bootmaker here in town. I'm trying to find out if there was a connection between them. I suspect that maybe he helped Delashwa get started, and that's what I'm driving at. Okay. Well, see, he probably took over, you know. Uh, Jennings must have been in the pharmacy business for a long time. Oh, he was, almost before. 30 years. Well, then, then when Delashwa came out of medical school. When did Delashwa come out of medical school? Do you well, know? Well, no, it's been back there. He and U.S. Young. You got U.S. Young down there? No, Dr. Young's a little bit too young for us. Yeah. Are oh, you going back from what? Well, we want to know who, we know who was on the block up to 1920. Now, that means we're going to miss a lot of big doctors, Yearwood and Christian and J.B. Hill and you, you know, there are a lot of people whom we're not going to be able to deal with because our cutoff is 1920. I see. So, um, do you know where Dr. Delashwa went to school? Ben Harry, I think. And his training is in pharmacy though, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And the last one is E.H. Givens. He's a dentist. Yeah. He went to Howard University. Uh-huh. Fine fella. Big. He was, now, he was one of those guys that fought the days, in the early days. He and Mayor Miller were big buddies. Uh-huh. Well, oh, that kind of thing. That's what Big buddies. Paul Miller. So, uh... Tell me about E.H. Givens' political activities in Austin at that time. Did he help? Well, he had the, he, he was the, he was the parlor kingfish. You see, uh, parlor <laughs> kingfish. <laughs> no, he was the kingfish, black kingfish of politics. Uh -huh. Oh, I see. Okay. You see, old man Miller, were, uh, and he and Lyndon Johnson. That's where I got a chance to meet uh, Lyndon Johnson. We had uh, had a meet. He was. He was running for something. My grandson corrected me. I had him running for Senator Bush for Congress. Uh, and uh, he was congressman at that time. Mm -hmm. He made a speech over uh, at the Houston Tillerson College. It was Sam Houston College at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, he told us if anything we could do, he could do for us, let us know it either. A lot of some of the rich didn't like him, but he was a fine guy. Mm -hmm. he, he's good old Southern boys, straight from the. Well, no, if he didn't like you, you knew it. If he liked you, he'd cut his nose off to stick with you. He stuck with Gibbons, and he, he Gibbons was crazy about a man. Uh, uh, what was it? What was the? Uh, and the speaker, speaker of the house, Sam Rayburn. Sam Rayburn. That was, and Sam Rayburn was crazy about Lyndon Johnson. Mm -hmm. So that made For the combination. <laughs> well, they all the way, all the way down. He got to be president. He's the cause of him being president. Yeah, I know. He, he, London didn't want to run, but the Yankee uh, Kennedy, as vice president, 
he wanted to be president, mm -hmm. run as a president, then you better go ahead, boy, and take this thing. Well, what all did Gibbon do? I mean, you know, in general. Well, yeah. Where was he day. from, first of all? Where, Austin. You know? He was from I think, Austin. I think he was born really. His mother was a school teacher. Yeah. Oh, really? What I was think, her name? I think, I don't know. Uh, this is before my day. Uh -huh. I just, just what I heard. Mm -hmm. And he's from a good family. His father was well thought of here. Uh, he was a politician. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. How did he get started in politics? Did somebody sort of groom him? Well, he no, I, I, I guess it started from, you know, Howard University, quite political atmosphere there and he came on down here and got into it. You know that, that uh, he got into politics at, at Howard, are you? No, uh -huh. I'm assuming that. Uh -huh. I can't say that because, see, they, they, were, they were sports. Howardite was sports. Uh -huh. Was Givens? Yes, yeah, sports. He, 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 anything from, from Howard University had a creased suit. I don't care if it was ragged in, in the back. Yeah, that suit was creased and that hat was just so. So they, they were always looking good? They were somebody. always, yeah. They didn't have much bedside manners, <coughs> yeah, but they, 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 knew, they, they knew how to make contact. Did Dr. Givens always wear a creased suit? Did he? He was always, he wore good things and diamond rings and <laughs> everything, yeah. And sports, he liked all sports. Did he participate right. what in about, what kind of sports? Any kind. Football, baseball. Yeah, he loved it all. Did he participate in any? Not that I know of. So when you when you say Howardites were sports, you mean two things. They were not only dressers, but they were athletic. No, not necessarily. Yeah, they're they not in athletic. They're just sporty guys, gamble and, yeah. and and race horses and all that kind of stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sport they, 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 they're sports. Uh -huh. My was poor. See, they most of those kids had pretty good finance to go to go to school. If they didn't, uh, they pressed those suits and made them look like. But Mahara guys, they just a coming old boy from down the country, uh -huh. and they. But we had them when it came to. Uh, Bedside manners and, and, and attention to patients. Yeah, I told her between one thirty and two. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see, Doctor Connor. I've asked you about all the doctors and dentists and druggists I know about. I'm interested in Givens, and we might have to come back and pick your brain some more about Gibbons once we find out exactly who we're going to profile in this exhibit. I don't know if any, the, uh, any, any descendants of Gibbons around? Uh, Dr. Yurt would ought to be able to give you better information about Gibbons than I did because okay. they were brought up red around here. Well, he's older than she was, but uh, he, she knew more and more about their family. Mm -hmm. uh, see, the Gibbons and the... Uh, did Gibbons marry? Yes, he was married. To whom? He married a Mrs. Gibbons. I can't recall. I don't know if mm -hmm. Connie would know that. And, uh, yeah. All right. I'm 
to get the name of that person, that contact at Meharry that you know about, so I can short circuit this. I'm trying to tracking down our doctors at Meharry. I think a lot of our people went to Meharry, and I want we want their diplomas, copies of their diplomas, and we want whatever information is in that registrar's office or was in the registrar's Probably office now in the archives. With some cute things about them, you know. Well, the best thing to do is. I tell you what would be a good idea to do. Call Dr. Satcher, S-A-T-C-H-E-R. He's the president of Meharry Medical College. And he will put you in contact. Tell him what you want. Can I tell him that you told me to call him? Yeah. Tell him Dr. B.E. Connor, Austin, Texas. Ask you to call him. And, uh, if he can't give give you the you know data, he's got the man there. That yeah, well, he can tell me whom to, to call. Yeah. I just think what I fear yeah. is that the woman I've been trying to get in touch with is not going to be able to help. Well, me. you've got you this man's archives. He ought to be the man to help you. Hmm. You know, you said that you, your daughters went to school in France. Uh huh. My you granddaughters. Know? Your granddaughters? Yes. Did your children go to school abroad? No, my grand that, that's my children. <laughs> my two granddaughters. Mm -hmm. Did your kids, you didn't send your kids abroad? I didn't have but one kid. Uh -huh. She's the one who got the children. It's killing me with the granddaughters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't have but one, one kid. <laughs> 